Hi, I'm Gary Schleifer, and this is Beyond the Page, brought to you by Choice, the magazine of professional coaching. Choice is more than just a magazine. It's a community of people who use and share coaching tools, tips, and techniques to add value to their businesses and impact their clients. And we'll come back to the word impact later on in the conversation. Uh, It's an institution of learning that's been built over the course of 20 years. Yes, we've been publishing for 20 years. Yay! dedicated to improving the lives of coaches and their clients. In today's episode, I'm speaking with author Darylin DJ Mitch, who wrote an article for our latest uh, issue entitled The Universe Winks, Creating Out of Strategic Intent. DJ is a thought leader in the business coaching field. As a founding member of the International Coaching Federation, back then it was the Coach Federation, and one of the first 25 coaches in the world to earn a Master Certified Coach designation. Congratulations, MCC. She was the sixth president of the ICF, International Coaching Federation Global, where she developed the template and committees to shape chapter develop. I did not know this. Uh Shape chapter development throughout the world (laughs) in your spare time. DJ is also CEO of Pyramid Resource Group, uh, Inc., a 25-year-old award-winning coaching company and founder of Pyramids Leadership and Healthcare Coaching Institute. With the energy and exuberance of two people, I think it's more, but anyway, uh, DJ is dedicated to unleash leaders to create vibrant and conscious companies. Her core belief is that coaching has the power to change the global conversation one leader, one time team, and one company at a time. DJ created the Team Advantage, the original team coaching program in 1995, and has trained thousands of coaches throughout the world. Her her corporate clients refer to her as a magician and describe DJ as someone who can accelerate leadership and team development while blending the human spirit into business practices so it is just normal enough. Wow. Welcome, DJ. Thank you so much for joining me today. And yeah, you have the energy of a dozen people. Right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You you write for us regularly. Um, you know, you're you've also been an advertiser. Your history with the coaching profession, let alone just ICF, is uh, well globally known. And it's always a delight to meet with you and call you my friend. Oh, you are my friend, and Gary, I'm so thrilled to be here because. Choice is so needed in the world. You know, I think we all met at one of our uh, many um, conferences <laughs> in the corner and looked at, you know, do we continue with this? Do we not continue with this magazine? And it was like, absolutely. You've got to keep yeah. going because anything that's an upstart, as we know, you know, it has has to have uh, some time to really build. <laughs> 20 yeah. years enough is 20 years enough time. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I and those of us who are mentors who write for your magazine, who've mentored a lot of coaches around the world, I think really see the need to continue to cultivate um, articles. So thank you. Thank you. Well, and you know, and it's a gift that keeps on giving because the articles that you write or you read then end up being part of courses and programs in, this, in the schools and uh, universities uh, that train coaches. So... Um, please feel free, you know, you've written many. So um, thank you for your permission to do so. And also for regularly writing. You're welcome. So, so we mentioned earlier about impact because we were talking a little bit about how it's a favorite word of yours. And this happens to be in the impact column. 
So why is that so, uh, so important and, and important to you? Yeah, I think if we all shared a epitaph, it would be that we made a difference somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a common thread for most human beings, truly, truthfully. Yeah. You know, I know it is for most leaders. And it's so what, where would we offer uh, our services in ways that could be impactful? And I did not seek out coaching, right? I hired a coach to help me determine which job I would take next. Oh, wow. Yeah, back in the olden days, right? When I was a broadcast executive. And the company I, the company that I had managed, which was a new sports station plus a, a contemporary hit station, the last series, um, had been sold while I was in the hospital giving birth. And oh. My- <laughs> oh, there's that 12 yeah. people at work again. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, as I set out to look at the offers that came after that, nothing resonated with me except that I wanted to spend more time with my children. So when I hired a coach to help me figure it out in the third session, it was Susan Klein. And I said to Susan, this is what this is what I want to do. She said, well, of course it is. It's what you were born to do. And so going into the impact conversation for me, it was simply at that point, uh, creating a family life and a lifestyle business and working with my husband, which was, you know, he's a scientist by education, very different than I am. And uh, so we started out that, that way is where can we provide impact in our community? Where can we be of service? And it was around leadership and changing the conversation and spirituality, honestly, how spirituality blends into that. Yeah. Well, even your title adds a little bit of mystery and and spirituality. The universe winks. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Tell us more about what had you write this, and and let's get talking about strategic intent. Yeah, strategic intent. So, um, I think in coaching, particularly as we become more evidence based and there's more of a science foundation. We have forgotten. I I see a lot of people move in that direction as if that's the only way. There's a real either or going on in the coaching profession. And so when I thought about where can I be impactful, it was to bring the both and conversation back into the center, the origins of how coaching was really put forward. And it came out of this notion. I think Meg Wheatley spoke in 2001 at a conference in Chicago that I've mentioned Uh, in one of my articles, but she said, we're not making this up. Coaching is being called out of us because this is our time to serve the universe. Mm. And for me, it was a convergent path because I had been on a journey as a broadcaster where one of my managers, I was a a leader of this company, and one of them had gotten um, breast cancer. And so we did a deep spiritual dive together. And the bottom line in all of that is that that's written in a book called Mystic Bricks, A Southern Girl's Journey to Wisdom. Because what I realized is the minute that we all galvanized our efforts around growing individually and collectively as a team and particularly in the spiritual conversations, which were always underlying everything, mm-hmm. all the business got handled beautifully above all the expectations anybody had of us. And it got easy. And so I, I thought about it. And I thought, where can I bring that notion forward into the business community in a way that everybody can put their hands around, right? Mm-hmm. So it's to go back and pull the science back through. And the universe, I think in coaching, a lot of people refer to the universe like they really know what it means. And I don't think any of us really do understand it. We can only observe it. We can only be mystified by the fact that this is 
you know, with the web telescope out, right? I don't know if you've yeah. seen all the pictures, like Google pictures, but yeah. OMG, what we're discovering when we think that this little globe that we're on or this, <laughs> our solar system or any of this, is it? This is not the universe. The universe is the flow of information and energy. Mm-hmm. And that is the cleanest definition I've found. It's just the flow of that. And every day we are, we are basically harnessing the energy of that universal flow of things. And so when we talk about the universe wings, it's like, I will, every day I get a a nod that Mm -hmm. something I said or something I did uh, was right on the money, right? We call those sometimes uh, goosebumps, right? The aha Mm -hmm. moments. And uh, when there's a real resonance, whether it's in an individual conversation, something I'm teaching or something I'm studying that somebody's teaching me. And so um, for me, that's, you know, it's like, how do we know when something is good and when we're making an impact? And, uh, and so it's a nod that way. I, For example, one day I was laying on the foot of my bed and I had just lost this friend that I'm telling you about from broadcasting. She just died. Oh, and there was an old plant planter in my bedroom that had a dead plant in it. And I took the plant out and I put it back in and just left it open. I thought, you know what? I really love, I really love a beautiful tall plant in there. That afternoon, one of my clients, one of my coaching clients sent me a beautiful plant for something that we had done together that was, that filled the, the arm. <laughs> oh my. So for, me, it's to, it, for me, it's like, okay, the universe winked. Yeah. And, you know, it was sort of a, just a notion of, this is at play all the time. We just don't see it, Gary. Mm-hmm. We don't notice. Yeah. No, we don't. And we do. We're starting to. And like you said, we don't, we really don't know what that big word universe really means. Like, you know, we, we, we think we're it. Uh, like you say, on this tiny little, tiny little thing here. And the more we go out there, we realize we're just a microcosm to the rest of that thing we call the universe. So, and, and we also use the universe a little interchangeably too, right? As a, yeah. Uh, not just physically, but a, a lot. I use it spiritually. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a word that everybody can. Isn't that weird? I just thought of that. It's a word that everybody accepts. Yeah. So if you believe in God or Allah or or or, when you say the universe, everybody knows that that can mean whatever it means to you. It's like a, a universal translator. Right. It is. <laughs> I just thought of that. That's yeah. A, that's, that's a beautiful way of cap- really capturing it and characterizing it. Um, right. So, you know, so then how do we tap into it? And, the, you know, there was a big move around the secret as a book and video series and all of that some time ago. And, um, you know, I don't know that it's really so much a secret uh, as to how to tap into it as it is harnessing what Albert Einstein said, which is simply uh, that's, and I'll, I'm going to condense this. He had in 19 something, he had written um, to a Sunday school class that had sent him an inquiry. A little girl had asked him, you know, is there a God? Do scientists believe in God? And he essentially said that science follows spirit. I mean, it's a long, actually, I've written it down. Everyone who is seriously engaged in the pursuit of science becomes convinced that the laws of nature manifest the existence of a spirit vastly superior to that of men and one in the face of which our modest powers must seem humble. I love that quote. Wow. And, and Albert Einstein is sort of a, an example of 
humble, right? And how he went about um, studies and, and all of everything he taught. Yeah. So as we begin to think about it and we begin to observe ourselves in the space, particularly those of us who are now elders in this profession, it's like, what are we really saying to people when we talk about the universe? And I think that's the first piece in the article is just every word matters, right? Mm-hmm. The universe winks. And then the strategic intent piece, you know, for years there was this um, study of quality management and quality circles and all of that. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you remember those back in the 80s, right? Yeah, so yeah. Those, those were front and center in the in the radio stations, broadcast companies I managed. And um, and so I looked at that and I thought there, you know, there's process meeting something that is that I own that is my spirituality, right? It's, there's a process piece, but there's something inherent in this that we need to learn more about. And so we hired Barry and I hired a coach who was working with couples. And these are couples that were entrepreneurs and upstarts, you know, and he would bring us together to look at uh, through quantum physics, basically how we were creating our businesses. And his name is Alan Collins. I don't know, I haven't touched face with him in years. I don't know if he's still practicing out of Miami, Florida, but I'll just do a shout out. (laughs) But the notion was that every month we studied a different topic, including how we held money and how we held different things in the the origin of our business. And so our strategic intention, which was one of the things we spent about four months cultivating, was to change leadership so that there were more conscious conversations. And that came from what I experienced with my friend who passed away, uh, who was a manager for me. And it came from a lot of other points of entry in this process of discovery we were in as a couple becoming business partners which I don't recommend to everybody. It's not. <laughs> it's like, don't coach your spouse. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but even in, in his engagement proposal, which was in Bermuda overlooking Church Bay, and um, he pulled a ring out of his sock and he said, we're going to do some great things together. Will you marry me? And I was like, how can you turn that down? Yeah, right. <laughs> but the great things together, we had no idea what that meant. We, you know, we, had just been dating a couple of years. So it was a really interesting thing, but it was a foundation for us to go into this business, which is about raising conscious conversation. Wow. What a great story too. I didn't, I didn't know that. And 37 years later, 37 years later, (laughs) married. Oh my God. Yeah. And, uh, and very different uh, points of impact. And then we come together with our group, which is an amazing group of people and that becomes more impactful, right? So it's the, if you go back to the spiritual basis, it's the where two or more people are gathered in the name of something, right? When you're focused, like coaches are focused now, having human, the human system become <laughs> more conscious and connected. Yeah. And um, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And, and interesting that, that you and we were at the forefront of all of this, shift i don't know there's a better word for that but when coaching came out so to speak when it was was born or evolved i mean it's still evolving don't get me wrong it's but it's but it's real now 25 years later give or take 26 years later and the impact we're making yeah listen i i i love this article and i wanted to i guess learn how to use the words strategic intention in conversations to be of service. 
And I, I had trouble separating it from normal business practices like strategic planning. Can you help me out with that? Yeah. So first, back up and let me know, what is your purpose on the planet? Why are you here? Ah, oh, man. It, it So many things, and yet they all seem so trivial. When we talk about the size of the universe, right? Um, to serve. I'm here to be of service. Um, I'm using coaching and choice as the uh, vehicles that I'm using to be of service to, um, um, I don't want to say just create awareness, but you said it when you said the universe winks and the goosebumps and the aha moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, I live for those. And I know that's not the only thing coaching should provide, but boy, does that ever give you a little charge, right? It's like, even when you said it, I was, and you were talking about some stuff around it, I was getting goosebumps. Mm -hmm. So that's, but there's one piece of all of this that is a piece you know gives you the goosebumps. What is it? What resonates with you when you're of service and you know the articles in the magazine you're publishing are so on the money? What is that? What does it give you? Oh, the word that keeps popping in my head and I don't know why is connection. Okay, good. So one of the root words for you is that you're a connector, right? It's an archetype that you bring to life in a lot of your conversations. You're doing it today with yeah. this interview. And so maybe part of your purpose anyway, as we sort through this, is that you're connecting who with who, right? Mm -hmm. You're connecting coaches around the world, but you're doing more than that. Mm -hmm. So if this is the pebble in the pond and there's a ripple effect, who ultimately receives the benefit of the, of the work you do? Oh, my family, me, uh, my my husband, um, the profession of coaching, my clients. And I, I always love thinking when you say Ripple. And it, by the way, that was the first cover of the first issue of Choice was a globe right. dropping in uh, and causing I a Ripple. My copy. I, yeah. I just dug one out. It's around here somewhere. Um, but it's it's knowing and that, see, now that's giving me goosebumps. It's knowing that the conversation I'm having with the person I'm having it with, whether it be a client or a connection, such and like yourself, this conversation is going to affect other people. It's going to be, it's going to ripple out, but it's also going to be inside of their ripple. Right. And that when my, my intent is pure and my presence is there for whoever I'm with, it will always be for the better good. Okay, good. Yeah, so, and, and I think most coaches share this mantle mm. and this um, this approach, right, that what we're doing is we are raising the consciousness level in our yep. conversations for ourselves and others. I mean, it's not like we came to this knowing and wise and sage-like. Mm. We came to this um, as a result of our own personal development and, and something that was being created. So I, I think you said it in that, you know, your work is around stretching um, and connecting people um, in this global conversation called coaching and that you have a couple of different ways of doing that. Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, I would ask you to just keep playing with that, right? So there are four steps that I put in the article in the pattern and ours, one is what's compelling you uh, to take this story of who you are, you know, into the, the work that you do. And you already have realized a lot of that. 
Gary, if we just yeah. stay with you here. Step two is who do you serve with this intent? You know, for us, it's leaders and it can be youth leaders. It can be women leaders. It can mm -hmm. be leaders of teams. It's leaders, right? And step three, boil it down to the five words which capture meaning. So if I ask you and you like kind of summarize what we were just talking about, what are the four to five words that you want to just make sure are always in front of you? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll tell you the two that are right now for be bold and be provocative. Okay. So you want to, that's, that's about you doing something differently, but what does bold and provocative give you? Who does it serve? <laughs> Everyone in that it allows them the opportunity to be the same, to be free. Okay, good. So what you're doing is you're unleashing the boldness and the provocative questions in others, right? So, right. yeah. So Provo I would say uh, boldness and provocative nature in others. Okay, good. Or so no now possibility. Have, okay, good. So now when somebody says, what's your strategic intent? It's to unleash the bold and provocative nature in others. Now you're in a different conversation. Yeah. And then the way that you do it, right? The how to gets really easy. It's like, I do it this, this is how I know I'm doing it through my writing and the publishing. This is how I do it with my individual clients. This is how I do it with all those that I'm putting forward who are thought leaders in this business in these ways in the broadcast. So now just- Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Well, obviously I have to write a new post-it note. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's time because that one just it's the only one in front of me. <laughs> I'll well, have one at a time. <laughs> it is. It's about the being who you're being, right? But then the focus is on instead of it being a strategic intent, that's sort of a capturing a storyboard for yourself or an archetype, right? Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're becoming a catalyst in that way. Yeah. But I heard you say that the connection was the important part of the work. That's the action, actionable piece is how you're moving things forward. So mm -hmm. that's how I would hold it. Well, in connection and collaboration, like I connect people to other people. I connect people like yourselves, you and I, to, to the world. Um, believe it or not, there might be a few people that have never heard of you. So I want to reach them. Um, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then collaboration, connecting to collaborate. I, I, I feel like, what do they say that the, uh, group is more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Right. And I totally get that. And I hate working in isolation. So <laughs> my way out is collaboration yeah. and connection. Well, I think that's the other piece of being, being of service is that, um, you know, we have a longing and, and coaches can get lonely, right? We have a longing to be connected with other people um, and to, which is why we developed a group right away. You know, they, I had an article produced on me because I was pretty visible in our areas of the broadcast side. So when I became a coach, there was this full spread article on everything, <laughs> I had 23 clients. And I was like, oh, I'm going to need some help. <laughs> Right. So part of it is I, I love working with other people. I love the collaborations. I never do anything alone. Um, really, I, I really don't, I, other than my coaching one-on-one, -on -one, but that's always with the client, right? So it's like yeah. beginning to look at not only our personal branding, which is big in coaching, but also, um, you know, around who are we collaborating with? Who are we connecting? And you've been very clear about that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no. Um, you know, you you gave me this, and I and just want to say, you know, why I think you've alluded to why you 
think that strategic intentions are a needed way for designing futures because I can see mine evolving differently than the four words I started with when you asked me. I, you know, we've been using this process and the, the theory of strategic intent um, for many years in our teamwork. And for example, we'll have accomplishment narratives written ahead of time. So when we finish putting together business plans with mm -hmm. strategic plans with folks, we'll just ask them to project themselves out for six months and to say where they are, what they've realized, and to really write into their future. And just that simple exercise has been significant. Uh, for example, uh, one vaccine group in a pharmaceutical company, we are going to eradicate a disease state for which we have a therapy. Wow. And they had a vaccine for H1N1. And when H1N1 came out, they had 900 new reps in place. They had the vaccine available. They had end-dial displays in, um, you know, drug drugstores around pharmacist um, mm. counters, et cetera. They had done everything they needed to do in four months to prepare for the launch of that drug. Wow. And it was, they could have chosen any drug, but they chose that one. Mm -hmm. H1N1, which is bird flu, came up around mm. and they had everything in place to handle it. So it's like, what are the strategic intentions <laughs> that we need to be holding, you know, politically, geopolitically um, right now? It's there. You know, I think coaches want to change the world for the better. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all have these big notions. And then sometimes we feel small and alone because we can't figure out where to start to have that level of impact. But the truth is you start right where you are mm -hmm. <laughs> and your level of impact is in loving the people in front of you. So you know, when I started this business with Barry and we had a lot of coaches that we were beginning to deploy in places, I was meditating one night. I had a sick, sick baby, sick infant, and I'd been up for two days. <laughs> I was just meditating and I thought, what is it that I'm really supposed to be doing here? Do I need to just stop all the motion with the business and just focus on being a mom? And got really quiet in my meditation and the message that came like a lightning bolt was just love the people I put in front of you. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, easy. <laughs> That's easy, right? Check that That's one. part of the strategic intention. And then what showed up in front of us were, you know, women. I did a lot of work with women's groups and um, coaching, et cetera, but also with women in our area. I saw, uh, I almost cry every time, I saw a friend who had just walked out of McDonald's and she said, There's a woman in our McDonald's. We're in Cary, North Carolina which per capita, it's like, it's $110,000 per capita uh, median household income. I mean, it's a wealthy area. Yeah. Swam and walked out of McDonald's with her two children. She got in her car and she had bathed them, fed them a, a breakfast biscuit, split it between the two of them, and taken them to school. She was living in her car in our area. And I was like, this cannot be. This cannot be. So it's like, um, you know, so... It, it just my intention around that was to do something to help those those women. So a couple of weeks later, I am presenting to a group of GSK uh, women leaders and a uh, woman who had been also presenting that day walked up to me afterwards and her name was Pat Nathan. And she was the foremost female for Dell Computers who did their sustainability projects around the world. And she had moved back here home 
to Chapel Hill. And she said, you know, I really want to start, I'm starting a dress for success chapter here and I want to start it with a good board. And I've just collected four or five people. She said, would you meet me for breakfast? I said, you bet. (laughs) (laughs) And and looked at what she was up to. And uh, she said, you know, do you know anybody who might be, she was doing this, might want to be a part of my board. And I was like, are you asking me? She said, would you do it? This is, small and I was like oh yeah what <laughs> you know so I was so excited to get started with her and it really helped her build out the board and I'm so proud of what that organization does I'm emeritus now and I you know go to the fundraisers and that kind of thing but um but it it really is making an impact here impact impact but, and I've heard of that group even here in Canada yeah. Right. And around the world. Yeah, it's global. Yeah. And there's a, a men's version as well here that I've contributed to myself. Good. because uh, it's just amazing to help others that way. Yeah. And and I'd like to acknowledge you and Barry for that's not all you guys do. And I think you mentioned a little bit in the article, but you are so much involved in your community in in ways outside of coaching that is just amazing. And I recommend that any uh, one listening to this recording, take a look and see the kind of things that you do and the kind of things that they can do as well. Right. We have the piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just, if you're looking for a pattern, just read this article um, because there is one, you know, there's, uh-huh. there's stuff in front of you to do coaches. Uh, that's more than just going out and, you know, selling yourself. It's go be of service somewhere. Right. Like coach, we said, you know, coaching yeah. is being of service. Yeah. But being in your community, be of service, <laughs> right? And in fact, in if, you, if you're a follower of the International Coaching Federation, the core competencies, it suggests contributing right. back to, and doesn't, you know, doesn't always have to be just the coaching community, give back to any community, right? right. And uh Yeah. No, that's awesome. So thank you for all the great work that you do in and out of the coaching profession and just for being who you are. Um, you started to say what, and this is one of my favorite questions. Well, I actually have another one. Okay, hold on. Yeah. What would you say would be a strategic intention for the coaching profession? You know, I think we actually carved the original one out. So those of us who were original board members and part of that kind of move, you know, the Sandy Vileses and Cheryl Richardson's of the world and, and that group um, was basically to create an organization. And Thomas Leonard, let's just mm-hmm. nod to him. Thomas Leonard said this first, I think, is we've got to preserve, protect, and advance the business of coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's why the International Coach Federation was born at that time. Uh, and we called ourselves a federation because we wanted to break out of just a professional society kind of um idea mm-hmm. so if we go back to the original intention there i'd say that that's what's happened and then like in any upstart or any kind of um future casting uh, you know there's the scouts the pioneers and the settlers and we have now entered the time of the settlers right the people who yeah. give up the laws and make the rules and come up with the competencies and all those things that are important uh, in fact the hamill guy that i mentioned in the first part of the article and quote on yeah. Um, on that is he came up with the whole notion of core competencies that was his right university of michigan yeah so he came up with that so the core competencies everything that's happening now is to give structure and bring the science in to what we developed that was a movement 
Mm-hmm. So as we cast a vision for the future, you know, is is peace possible, or is it something that we aspire to? You know that everybody has said that at some point in their life. I just want world peace. Um, I think for me, it is to begin to look at the either or conversation. It's you're either a this or a that. You know, you either are Russian or you're Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. You're either, uh, you know, you're either from Europe or you're from Asia. You're either whatever it is that's in the either or equation. What we're moving to is the acceptance of and the understanding of a global community. Mm-hmm. And the Neil deGrasse Tyson book that's called The Starry Messenger, Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization, I think is one that's worth picking up. I've just gotten my copy. I haven't mm-hmm. opened it yet. But but he was interviewed by my favorite newscaster, Stephen Colbert, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is where I go to get my news these days. <laughs> So, uh, but he was interviewed and he said he would like to get Elon Musk to create a big old rocket to take all the world leaders into space and have them look back down at this planet and see where the boundaries are. Mm. Yeah, and there aren't are any. Just see right. what it is we're actually sharing and take them so far out in the universe that they're looking around in awe mm. of just who we are as a species and what we're up to as a game. And maybe it would change things. So as we look at what we're changing, and we sometimes want to think in global ways and do, um, I think it's to inherent in all of us to come back and say, if we can just provide a lens for leaders that has us become more conscious in our conversations, more understanding, uh, less right about everything, right? Yeah. We're moving the conversation to conscious leadership of self and others. And I think that's the bravest thing we can do right now. Wow. Well said. Thank you. And finally, um, I always like to ask, what do you want our listeners to do as a result of this article and this conversation? Take the four steps, obviously. Right. Well, they can do the four steps. Um, there are, I think there are a couple of things. One is to really look at how the bees are pollinating the garden. There are a lot of us who are the elders who are offering articles and classes and free classes. And, you know, uh, there are ways to connect with this community and really tap in to not only steal or take ideas to go out and do tomorrow before you don't understand the real foundation, but to really do your work. You know, get grounded in what is possible when you have developed yourself as a coach leader. And so I would say that take a leadership approach to everything and yeah. do your homework. So that's one thing I'd want you to take away. Um, the other is, you know, go ahead and do the strategic intent yeah. exercise that's here and keep playing with it until it makes sense. And it's it's not only self-focused, but other focus, not only on your own personal growth, but on the how the energy and information will flow through you into the impact you're going to make. I think that's probably the the big piece is to, you know, just full to... circle back to impact. Yeah. Well done, DJ. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for joining us for this beyond the page episode. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach you? Yeah, I would say www.pyramidresource.com is our home website. And we have many tributaries from that. We 
do coaching one-on-one, we do team coaching and, and we do um, the coaching school, right? So we have three different channels and they're all there. There is a zombie rescue team toolkit <laughs> that came out of my Zombies to Zealots book, which is also ripe with a lot of great information. And it has, while it was published a few years ago, it's got a great case study in the back and you can only, you can just read that section of it. Mm. Um, but I would, I would suggest that you download the rescue team toolkit which is free and over almost a hundred thousand people have downloaded that just to take a look and see what is it that I'm really up to. And are these soulful goals? Why did I come to this? Cause I think most coaches do have this as a calling. It's, Mm -hmm. it's symbolic work. So why am I really up, up to this game now? And how am I communicating that? And how am I being of service and clarify that and provide articles for choice magazine. Exactly. You know, I, I was saying to somebody the other day uh, that they still people aren't aware that there's a magazine for the coaching profession. And I said, well, that's why I started it, because there wasn't one. And we're the only un- independent, unbiased, globally distributed print and digital magazine for the coaching profession. We're like, I like to say we're the psychology today of coaching, right? Right, right. You know, it's our professions magazine. So it's a beautiful magazine too. It's it's really well done. I love, you know, my colleagues who are authors and are on your board, your editorial editorial board. You know, I think that it's time has come. So thank you. Well, and thank you for being here, honestly, and say hi to Barry. That's it for this episode of Beyond the Page. For more episodes, subscribe via your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to sign up for your free digital issue of Choice Magazine by going to choice-online.com and clicking the Sign Up Now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy your journey to mastery. 